Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> Ring of Honor. Wrestling is fun again. Oh, of Honor shit. With Paul Heyman standing in the center of the ring. No beast in sight, but with a microphone in his hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, was. my name is Paul Heyman. As you know by now, I am the advocate for the beast, Brock Lesnar. And as you know by now, he is the only man to force The Undertaker into submission. And as you know by now, CM Punk is a douchebag. I mean, I wish I could come up with a bit more of a mature insult or maybe a more vile one, but I think douchebag really just explains it all. But I'm here tonight to do two things. One is to sell you all on why you should buy CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar for Wrestle Kingdom. But I don't have to really do much with that because really all I have to say is CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar at Wrestle Kingdom and I think for the most part all of you are sold. Well. The second thing I'm going to do is something that is very hard for me to do. But I must do it just this once, so please forgive me if you are a Paul Heyman guy who loves the fact that I'm a scumbag. Forgive me for just this one instance, because the second thing I'm going to do is tell the truth. The truth about the wrestling business. The same truth that CM Punk thought he could tell you, but CM Punk is only one of how this business works so he doesn't know the other side let me explain it to you real quick CM Punk wanted to talk about brand loyalty how the fans aren't loyal and how the wrestlers aren't loyal to certain brands whether it be ROH, NWA or the WWF well here's the thing Punk there is no obligation to be loyal when it comes to the fandom when it comes to the fans if the promoters aren't giving them the show that they want to see or the wrestlers that they want to see the fans will tune off and if the wrestlers aren't giving the fans the best show that they could possibly give then the fans will boo or even worse just make no noise at all so yes, Punk, you can be loyal to the NWA brand if you want, but it's going to get you nowhere. It's going to get you in the same place that being loyal to ECW got Tommy Dreamer. Because yeah. at the end of the day, no you job. are completely right when you say that the promoters will screw over the boys to make a paycheck 
Yes, they will. Because that's how this business works. It's all about money. Money that these fans give to the promoters when they put on a good show. And the money that the promoters make then gets filtered back to the wrestlers. That is how this business works. Now, I know CM Punk's going to come back with some retort about how ECW went out of business and how I am a lying sack of you-know-what, and I understand that. So because of that, because I know maybe some people won't believe me, I want to introduce a first in the wrestling business because I'm innovative like that. I want to show the first-ever show-and-tell promo live in the ring tonight. So what I want everybody to do right now is to pull out your smartphones, go on to Google, and type in the words Paul Heyman. And you will find out that I grew up in the suburbs right outside of New York City, that my father was a prominent attorney, my mother was a Holocaust survivor, I started in this business as a photographer at the age of 14, eventually went to WCW where you'll probably see a picture of me with a giant brick for a cell phone, became the booker of ECW, ECW went out of business, got hired by the WWE, got fired from the WWE because of CM Punk, and is now the advocate for Brock Lesnar, and then you'll probably find an article saying that Paul Heyman is a wrestling genius. To which I say thank you very much. And the last thing you'll probably find out is that my name is Paul Heyman. Now what I want you to do is I want you to type in Brock Lesnar. You can type that in all caps if you want. I think the same thing shows up. You'll find out that Brock Lesnar grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That he was a 2000 NCAA champion. That he came to the WWE in 2002 and became the youngest WWE champion in history. He went on to the UFC to become the UFC heavyweight champion only three fights into his career. He returned to the wrestling business to become the Ring of Honor champion. He headlined Madison Square Garden with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He then beat Samoa Joe for the WWF Championship, then beat The Undertaker by submission last November, and is now where we find ourselves here because he will main event Wrestle Kingdom against CM Punk. And you will also find out that his name is the Beast Brock Lesnar. Now what I want you to do is to Google CM Punk. And you'll find out that CM Punk has no family. He grew up pretty much all alone. He hates his brother, his mother, his father for reasons that I don't quite understand. They tried their best. Ouch. He pretty much hates everyone that's ever been around him in his personal life. You'll find out that he started wrestling in backyards. He moved on to Ring of Honor. 
when it was just a lonely indie promotion trying to suck up the blood that ECW left behind. Wow. <laughs> that he went to the WWE in 2006, had a decent run, but was never really happy because he's an unhappy person. Got drafted by the NWA in 2009. Had a pretty successful run, to be quite honest, and has since fallen off the map until last year, where he won the Royal Rumble, won the main event of WrestleMania 30, and even won the scheduled main event of last year's Wrestle Kingdom. And then... If you look on the top of the page, you will find out that his name is also C.M. Oh, wait a second. It's not. Wait a second. I think it says here <laughs> that C.M. Punk's name is Phil Brooks. Oh. <laughs> He's shooting. Wait. Wait, could this be? Are you telling me that the man who wanted to reveal the the truth, the nasty, disgusting truth about this terrible business doesn't even have the balls to use his real name or even his real initials in his stage name? Oh, wow. Well, maybe this is some kind of mistake. Folks, Follow along here. Let's see what happens when I Google Phil Brooks. Oh, don't do that, Paul. Don't do that. Oh, would you look at that. It looks like Phil Brooks was just spotted having a meeting with the UFC president, Dana White. (laughs) Because it looks like Mr. Punk or Mr. Brooks, whatever you want to call him, has an interest in MMA and is thinking about joining the UFC. Yeah, why not? Kind of funny how that works because isn't he the one always saying Brock lost at the UFC, yet we all know if Punk went there, he'd get his ass kicked. Just like he's going to get his ass kicked at Wrestle Kingdom when he goes against a former UFC champion, Brock Lesnar. So CM Punk, you can say all you want about being the truth, about knowing the politics of the wrestling business. You don't know a 100th of what you are talking about. Because at least myself and Brock Lesnar have the balls to use our real name. <laughs> I may have a reputation of being a scumbag, but I never lied about my identity. Because you are so delusional, I don't even think you know what the truth really is. But either way, at Wrestle Kingdom, Brock Lesnar is going to beat the truth out of you. Oh. Because this all started with you insulting Brock Lesnar's integrity and my integrity and the integrity of The Undertaker and the integrity of the entire damn 
business. Paul, just shut up now while you're ahead. And so on behalf of the entire business, on behalf of The Undertaker, on behalf of Brock Lesnar, I will say this. CM Punk will die at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> oh. Oh. You can just close the show after that. There is no point in going forward. I'm not out here to talk. I don't care what I have to do. Triple H, get your ass out here so I can kick your ass. Um, Shane, that is Triple Wait, it's Triple H, you're fine. Oh, God. Hey, here comes Triple H. Well, here comes his balls, at least. <laughs> Shane, I understand that you're very upset. I understand that Triple H put you in the hospital, but you can't go around beating up talent. That is not what's best for business. Stephanie, right now, screw business. This is personal. I want Hunter's ass right now. And you have the power to force him to come out here. So do it. Bring him out here, Stephanie, because I want to kick his ass some more. I didn't get oh, enough God. Sunday. <laughs> Hunter! Hunter! Stop right there! Don't come into this ring. Stephanie, I think you're forgetting the memo. Uh-oh. I don't listen to you anymore. Fuck you, bitch. I don't care if you're the authority. I don't give a damn. I don't care if you're a McMahon, even. I am sick and tired of being screwed over. Because the survival of the fittest I wasn't even officially eliminated. I was run off by a crazy investor in this company who's holding a personal grudge and went after me with a deadly weapon. <laughs> so That's Shane, good. if you want to fight, come and fight me, but it won't last long because I will kick your ass. Oh yeah, Hunter? You think you'd kick my ass? Well, you're the one on the outside of the ring like a little bitch. That comment presses Triple H's buttons, 
as he now rolls in the ring and looks for a fight with Shane. When the Ring of Honor owner JJ appears on the screen. What are you gonna do, Stephanie? Oh God! Hey guys, guys, up here, Stephanie, Shane, Triple H. What are you guys doing? You should all know better than this. Stephanie, when I hired you a year ago, you told me you would do what's best for business. And for the most part, you have. But it looks like you're in a pickle here. You're in a situation where you can't decide what's best for business. Because it looks like you're in a situation that isn't about business at all. And I don't need authority figures, wives or husbands, or brothers or sisters getting in the way of what's best for my business. Because at the end of the day, it is still my money, and it's still my name on every single one of your checks. You know what? Sometimes I feel like you guys aren't even listening to me at all. I've told you guys time and again. Maybe that's it, though. Maybe I need to get somebody that you will listen to. Oh, oh shit. In fact, I've already made up my mind on what's going to happen. But why hear it from me? Lonely old me that no one's ever heard of and no one gives a damn about. Why don't I send someone down there that you will listen to? I think it's the only person you guys will listen to. Without further ado, let me introduce to you the man who I have given full authority and full power to do and announce whatever he feels necessary for you three in that ring right now. What? I bet you never thought you'd see me in this ring. Yeah, especially me, who usually voices you. What the fuck? But I never yeah. thought I'd be here. When it comes down to it, your mother made me come down here and set all three of you straight. From my bastard son, to my bastard son-in-law, to my queen bitch of a daughter. All three of you are in the absolute wrong. But considering Hunter didn't come from my massive grapefruits, you are the one that's in the most wrong. But I spoke to your boss. 
And he loves the idea I've come up with because I know that this particular business we're in can get very hectic and the line between professional and personal can get blurred and does get blurred quite often. So at your all's WrestleMania, at your biggest show of the year, at best in the world, it will be Shane McMahon versus Triple H. And to ensure that this is the end between you three, that this feud does not continue past that point. Triple H, you want a title shot? Stephanie, Shane, you two want Triple H gone? We're gonna make that happen. Because if Hunter beats Shane, then Hunter will then be the true number one contender and absolutely no one can say otherwise. Along with that, Shane will give up his investment in Ring of Honor and Stephanie will no longer be the authority. But Hunter, if you lose, Mm. Shane, if you whip his ass, his ass, then Stephanie can be the authority for as long as she sees fit. Oh, fuck. You can move up in this company even higher. Maybe even a CEO. And Triple H is in ring career. Just like he's done to everyone else. Will be dead and buried. Oh, oh, shit. And with that, one way or another, one of you will be out of this business. And once you're out of this business, you can go back home, be a mom, be a dad. And this Christmas and Thanksgiving will not be nearly as awkward as last year's. (laughs) And for the record, Hunter, you are a son of a bitch. And I hope Shane kicks your ass all the way to hell. Because I saw what you did back in January. It was vicious. It was brutal. It was violent. And it sent Shane to the hospital. Which is exactly where the loser of that match will go. Because it's going to be an ambulance match. Oh, shit. Fuck. Take it. Really, Vince? You want me to send your son to the hospital again? I love the sound of him. Because one McMahon's already gone down because of me. <laughs> I've taken Shane down before, and I'll do it again. And even you, with your massive grapefruits, I can take down any time I need. 
With that Triple H kicks Vince in the gut, hooks the arms, and nails the pedigree. Shane runs after Triple H, but he rolls out of the ring as Shane can't get to him. Shane and Stephanie now go over and console their father as we cut to a commercial break. For this fucking guy. Come to He's close. Been, like everywhere fucking tonight. Feels like it's been a while since I've seen my Ring of Honor Fireflies live in person. But I hope that you all understand the bigger picture that's going on because Wrestle Kingdom is so close away, man. And I have the chance to make history by destroying the beloved Undertaker. Now some of you may cheer for me and some of you may not like the mission that I'm currently on, but it's for your own good. Because once the Undertaker is gone, I'll be the only representative of the dark side left, man. And all the people All the wayward souls that walk towards the Undertaker, that flock like sheep to his kingdom, will turn right back around and follow the buzzards. Now regarding matters in the homeland, I was so close to winning Survival of the Fittest. But either way, I still made my mark. Right, Rock? (laughs) Oh, God. When I planted your face into the ground. That didn't feel good, did it, man? (laughs) You want your revenge, don't you? Don't you want your revenge against old Bray Wyatt? Why don't you get your revenge at best in the world? Because after I destroyed the legacy of The Undertaker, I'm going to destroy the legacy of the Great One. And their power, their influence over everybody 
will be consumed by me. And the same love that you all show them, you will then show me in return. Because I am the new face of fear. Oh, God. Wyatt is cut off from his rambling as the lights go out and the arena goes dark. The crowd pops as they know who this is when a single spotlight appears on the stage. I hope you all like my new entrance. It seems like you all really enjoyed it. That right there is what the power of bow leaving will do for all of you. All of you people in the building tonight who were too poor to afford tickets to Monday Nitro, so you came here instead. All of the old people in the crowd tonight who obviously can't see because if they could see as well as I do, they would know what wrestling is and immediately turn the channel. Oh my God. But Bray, back to you for one moment. I think I know why you're so angry all the time. I think I know why you want to bully the Undertaker. And why you want to destroy the Broma Bull, the Rock. And most of all, I think I know why you hang out with Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Because your real family is really weird. And you're ashamed of your family. Wow. That's why you call these men family. They're not your family, Bray. They're not your family because they don't even have the same last name as you. Huh. Which I think... We're going in, are we? give you the literal definition of bastards. Pardon my language. But pray, it's okay. You don't have to be angry all the time. You don't have to want to destroy everything. And this world. This world can be saved. All they have to do, and all you have to do, is believe. Bo, man. I kind of like your style. You have a lot of guts. Showing up here while yeah, me and my family rule the roost at the moment. You see, I kind of dig what you're doing, man. I kind of dig 
believing. That's just not my style. But the Wire family, in the Wire family, there's always room for one more, man. And I'm always looking to spread the family out to different companies. Oh my God. Different galaxies, different oh universes in this business. So I'm not one for Bo leaving, man, but maybe you, maybe you, to follow the buzzards. Bray, no offense, but I don't really want to grow a beard. I love my clean-shaven face. And beards are really nasty anyway. They, they get food stuck in them and everything, and that's just... That's just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, you guys don't even trim your beards. You guys look terrible. But that's okay. Bo, shut up. Because if you get a pair of clippers... Bo, shut up. ...and you rub it across your face... Bo, ...you might actually look presentable. You might actually get a date once in a while. Oh, God. Uh... Shut up. Bo. Bo, shut up. You know, I think I know... I think I know what your problem is. Sister Abigail was a terrible role model for you. Oh, Bo, shut up, shut up. Maybe shut up, you shut need up, a new up. role model. Somebody with strength. Somebody with perseverance. Somebody with moral upbringing. Somebody who's actually a champion still. The uh... champion of the greatest country on the greatest planet of the greatest universe. The United States Champion! Yay! Me! But maybe you and I, we can settle things. We can settle on a catchphrase because, Bray, I think you should follow the Bozards! The Bo- <laughs> Bo now oh sticks boy, his oh thumb boy, in the oh air, boy. almost right in Wyatt's face. The Bozards. Wyatt actually starts to laugh. As Wyatt now sticks his thumb in the air, almost touching it with Bose, oh, but then turns it to the side and spikes it into Bo's throat. Oh. Bo ah. holds his neck as Harper pulls him up between his legs and hits a sit-out power bomb, rolling him out of the ring. Oh, Bo. <laughs> what? The Rock runs down to the ring. The Usos follow behind him as the three men go after the Wyatts. Bray has now used the power of the dark side as all three Wyatts have disappeared. The Rock looks around and walks around the ring, clearly pissed. When Bo now grabs a mic lying in the ring and starts to pull himself up with the ropes. The Rock sees this and now grabs a mic as the crowd starts to go wild. Bo actually starts to pump his fist as if they're actually cheering for him. <laughs> the Rock looks confused as he starts to speak. Yeah, no. Do you actually think that The Rock is in any mood to deal with you right now? <laughs> rock, I know you're upset, but look around you. Look at all of these believers. Oh, God. Rock, I think you need... It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> you jabroni, or should I say, ja 
Bow knee. Because The Rock wants you right now to bow leave The Rock's ring. Rock now grabs Bow, pulls him in, and nails a rock bottom. <laughs> Bow holds his head and now rolls out of the ring as The Rock continues to speak. And with that being said, Bo Dallas, The Rock swears to God, if you ever come back to Ring of Honor, The Rock will take his left boot, his right boot, Jimmy's left boot, Jimmy's right boot, Jay's left boot, Jay's right boot, and shove all six straight up your candy yes. If you smile, what The Rock is cooking. Never come back. Fuck you, Rock. Unless we can't afford tickets to Nitro. <laughs> the Rock and Usos leave the ring, walk up the ramp, high five in the fans. When Stephanie McMahon appears on stage. Rock, Rock, don't leave just yet. I've got some news for you. I think you're gonna wanna hear this. Because no matter what happens at best in the world, I am still the authority until then. But Bray Wyatt brought up an interesting scenario, and I like the sound of it. I know that you want to get your hands on Bray, so at best in the world, that's exactly what you're going to get. Because at best in the world, for in L.A., in the Staples Center, it'll be The Rock versus... Bray Wyatt. Jimmy, Jay, don't feel too left out because you have been on a roll as well and you have also earned a tag team title shot against the Wyatt family that you're going to get at best in the world. In fact, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone because it's going to be The Rock teaming up with the Usos against the Wyatt family in a three-on-three tag match for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. So Rock, if you manage to pin Bray Wyatt, you manage to pin any member of the Wyatt family, if any member of you three pin any member of the Wyatt family, then the Usos will be the new Tag Team Champion. Wow. Shit. I don't know if you all saw Survivor of the Fittest last month, but there was some good and there was some bad. The bad is that I was so close. I was so close to eliminating John Cena and becoming the main event of Best in the World Four. I was this close. I was inches away. 
I've never been so close to something in my life and had it ripped away from me like that. So that really sucks. But all credit to John. He won. He gets the main event. He gets the glory. He gets the paycheck. Good for him. On the upside, the upside is that I beat Randy Orton so bad, he tucked his tail between his legs and went running back to the bunk bed up north. Oh. And because of that, and because of the fact that I beat Randy Orton's ass, that means that I have this. This right here is the Ring of Honor Hardcore Championship. Now what this means is not that I sell the most t-shirts. Hell, it doesn't even mean I'm the best wrestler in the world. There are four other guys that can claim that. But this does mean something that no other company and no other person in this business can say. And this belt says that I'm the baddest motherfucker alive on this earth. That there is no one more vicious than me, no one more violent than me, more extreme, more hardcore, and more of a lunatic than Dean fucking Ambrose. Oh, God. And because I'm the champion, and as far as I'm concerned, I say what goes around here. And considering I was the runner-up in Survival of the Fittest, I think I deserve a semi-main event spot against a main event caliber superstar. I know the one guy I want because I wasn't the only person to lose at Survival of the Fittest. There was another man that lost at Survival of the Fittest. He's a big guy. He kind of really wants gold around his waist. And I believe his advocate said something last month to the effect of that he was the most violent man in his business. And that he didn't need a weapon. Obviously, that was supposed to be a cheap shot at me. <laughs> but I'm a cheap shot artist as it is, so I don't really give a damn. Weapon or not, I want to kick Brock Lesnar's ass at best in the world. Oh, shit. What? I'm not usually one to care what other people think, but do you people want to see Dean Ambrose kick Brock Lesnar's ass at best in the world? Yeah. Come on, Brock. You want gold? I want to make someone bleed. Why don't we combine the two and fight for the belt that bleeds as it is? You and I at best in the world for the hardcore championship. I know you're busy with this whole punk thing, so I'm going to wait till that dies down. By next month, I want an answer, and it better be the right one.
still a young boy that drive all the grown folks right up the wall. Kingston. I got next. Better get I got now. Everybody got faith in All right, Kofi. This was promoted as a face-to-face confrontation between the two men facing the best in the world. The man who won the survival of the fittest battle royal. The man who's been a champion for over a year. Face-to-face in the ring for the last time until best in the world. What are these two going to say about each other? Isn't there some bad blood? Isn't there some politics behind the scene? And I'm here to say, quite frankly, no. There is no bad blood between you and I. I mean, you did hit me in the head with a chair, which did lead me to be susceptible to multiple concussions and multiple beatdowns by Brock Lesnar, which did not feel good by any means. But fate has a funny way of working out because you're still champion and I'm the number one contender. And I'm heading into best in the world. So maybe, maybe I don't really have a reason to be pissed off. Unless, unless you never apologized about it. Uh, Maybe I don't really like being beat down by Brock Lesnar. Maybe I don't like going to doctors, having them shine lights in my eyes because they think I have a concussion. And maybe I don't like having to wait for number one contendership status because of injuries caused by a maniac swinging a chair violently. You can hit anybody in the head with a chair, Kofi. It takes a little extra malice to give a concussion. So maybe there was a little bit more behind that chair shot than meets the eye. What say you, John? Mm. I hit you in the head with the chair four months ago. Did it cause memory problems? Are you just now remembering this? By the way, I don't have anything to apologize for because it was an accident. It was clear that I didn't mean to hit you with a chair. You just happened to be in the way. And besides, I kind of think you need to apologize for the stunt you pulled Sunday. I mean, I beat Brock Lesnar. You come down to the ring, glorious John Cena, the good guy to all the little kids, saving poor old Kofi Kingston from the big bad Brock Lesnar. Then you did what you do. You raised my hand, you gave me the championship, and you stole the spotlight from me. The spotlight that should have been mine. I was champion for 365 days, Cena. And the focus was on you because you can't handle when somebody else has the spotlight. So there may not be hard feelings between you and me on your end, but on my end, I'm actually kind of pissed off. (laughs) Whoa, Kofi, shut the hell up right now. (laughs) Do not start that argument. Oh, wow, this is is going... I came down to the ring because Brock Lesnar was about to F5 your ass into oblivion. I raised your hand because you won the match and I handed you the championship because that would be the last time that you hold it at the end of a pay-per-view after I beat you. And also, I raised your hand, I rolled out of the ring, under the bottom rope, and I walked up the ramp 
and I let you have your moment in the sun. So don't go all macho man on me. Don't go all hot dog in a grandstanding on me. I'm not Hulk Hogan. I'm not a spotlight hog. I'm not a glory hog. Do I like being in the spotlight? Hell yeah, I do. Do I like being champion? You're damn right I do. But if somebody else has earned the respect of the championship, and if somebody else has earned the respect of the fans, and if somebody else has been champion for over a year, I know how hard that is. They have my full and utter respect. And nothing but. So for you to claim that I'm trying to steal your spotlight, I find that to be disrespectful, and that comment pisses me off. But Kofi, maybe that's part of your attitude, your aura. You see, I know you. You're a nice guy outside the room. That's something you don't want these people to know, do you? You're a nice guy. You're kind of a nerd. That's okay. So am I. I'm a nice guy. But when I get in this ring, I'm not so nice. But you want to play hard. You want to act for this thug, this gangster, this gangbanger. Well, there was a time where I used to do that as well. So let me turn my hat backwards and throw it back for you all. You see, it's Kingston versus Cena, the best in the world. But Kofi goes face to face with the man that runs the place. The man who lays the boom gets crushed by the five moves of doom. (laughs) Because we're going to give it our all. We're going to give everything. Our blood, sweat, and tears. But next month in LA, your streak with that title is no more. And the champ is here. A rap, John? A rap? We're heading into the biggest show of the year, and you're gonna rap to me? Like I'm some jobber? You're gonna rap to me like it's 2003? Yeah, Cena, I can rhyme too. Cena, let me say this. If this is the John Cena I get, if the kitty, joking, rapping, wigger, John Cena is who I'm getting, that I don't have to worry about having any classic moment at Best in the World this year, except for maybe beating you in the record time. John, I have been champion for over a year, and I am not letting this belt go for anybody, especially somebody who isn't going to take me seriously. So maybe, maybe you're not worthy. I know you won Survival of the Fittest, but you seem to be making all of this a joke, a mockery. This company that I've built, this belt that I've helped build the prestige of, you're making a joke out of it. So maybe that's all you are, is a joke. Maybe I can fire you up a little bit. You see, I have one thing I want to say to you, John. It's something I've been wanting to say to you for a long time. And hope. Hopefully this will fire you up to make you the John Cena of all, not the John Cena of 2003, but the John Cena of 2005 and 2006 and 07 and 08 and 09. The guy who dominated the one-man dynasty. Maybe Mm. let me fire you up just a little bit. 
Cena is visibly shaking in anger as he now screams into the mic. But Kofi, you are fired up. You got fired up right now. You see, I tried to go the respect route. I tried to go the easy route because I do respect you. I respect that championship. I respect your accomplishments. And I respect the hell out of you. But at best in the world, don't get it twisted. I will bring every ounce of blood, sweat, and tears that I have. And I will stoop to any low that I have to. I try my best to be a nice guy outside of the ring, but in this squared circle, in these three ropes, on those three turnbuckles in between, on this canvas that we call a mat, I will bring hell. I will do what I need to. I will knock your damn head off if I need to, son, to get that championship. Kofi, it was a year ago. It was a year ago I was at best in the world. And I saw you beat The Rock in the main event. And I looked at you and I said, damn, that's the guy I want to face next year. That's the guy I want to face. The guy that beat The Rock. I came in last year at the same time with a mission statement. And I told everybody, I want to be the world champion of this place. I don't want to be the hardcore champion. I don't want to be tag champion. I don't want to just come in here and earn a paycheck. I want to be the damn world champion. Because I've been champion up north. I've been champion down south. <laughs> there is nobody in this business that has He's done all mission. three. Not since 2009. And I want to be the first person to do it. And at best in the world is my one chance that I will ever have to do that. Kofi, you are fired up. You got fired up son you're gonna have to kill me to beat me that night consider that a return to sender maybe you're the one that needs to be fired up because when you're champion for that long you can get complacent you can start to think that a challenge is just another challenge that's just another challenge that's just another challenge not me i am john cena i am the man in every company i go to for a reason because no matter who says it first i am the best in the world i may not tout it to everybody but i think that i am the best wrestler ever and there's some that'll agree there's a lot that'll disagree but sunday i'm gonna prove it at best in the world i will be the triple crown world champion and with all due respect nothing you do is gonna stop me because you can't see me and until you prove otherwise, you can't beat me. Yeah, bring it up, bitch back. So now you're going to turn the tables on me. Now I'm the one that needs to be fired up. Whatever you say, John. I know about you. I know that you're the man. Or at least you think you're the man. But guess what? You're not the man. This belt says I'm the man. I am the champion, and I am the man. And as far as I'm concerned, it's you that can't beat me. So with that, I want to stick my hand out. I want to shake your hand. And I want to say good luck. Because you're the one that's going to need it. Alright, alright, alright. That's cool. You're right. We've done a lot of yelling at each other. We've been screaming our head off for the last 10 minutes. You want to shake hands? Let's do it. The best in the world, nothing but the best, and nothing but the most respect. And when we're in that ring, we'll find out who's the better man.
Cena and Kofi extend their hands and shake. Kofi now goes to leave. When Cena pulls him back in and lifts him up, hitting AA. Oh. Laying Kofi out as Cena grabs the mic again. Consider that a message. And consider that a receipt for the chair shot. Now, it's all about respect. Because at best in the world, I'm not going to be worried about the past. I'm going to be worried about the present and the future. A future that has me being a champion. And at best in the world, nothing will stop me from being the first Triple Crown World Champion. Maybe, maybe. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.